chapter thirty six of young people's treasury volume six famous travels and adventures by hamilton wright maybe this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b finding livingstone by henry m stanley we push on rapidly lest the news of our coming might reach the people of bunder ujiji before we come in sight and are ready for them we halt at a little brook then ascend the long slope of a naked ridge the very last of the myriads we have crossed this alone prevents us from seeing the lake tanganyika in all its vastness we arrive at the summit travel across and arrive at its western rim and pause reader the port of ujiji is below us embowered in the palms only five hundred yards from us at this great moment we do not think of the hundreds of miles we have marched of the hundreds of hills that we have ascended and descended of the many forests we have traversed of the jungles and thickets that annoyed us of the fervid salt plains that blistered our feet of the hot suns that scorched us nor of the dangers and difficulties now happily surmounted unfurl the flags and load your guns ay walla ay walla bana respond the men eagerly one two three fire a volley from nearly fifty guns roars like a salute from a battery of artillery now kirangozi guide hold the white man's flag up high and let the zanzibar flag bring up the rear and you must keep close together and keep firing until we halt in the market-place or before the white man's house you have said to me often that you could smell the fish of the tanganyika i can smell the fish of the tanganyika now there are fish and beer and a long rest waiting for you march before we had gone a hundred yards our repeated volleys had the effect desired we had awakened ujiji to the knowledge that a caravan was coming and that the people were rushing up in hundreds to meet us the mere sight of the flags informed everyone immediately that we were a caravan but the american flag borne aloft by gigantic asmani one of the porters or carriers whose face was one vast smile on this day rather staggered them at first however many of the people who now approached us remembered the flag they had seen it float above the american consulate and from the masthead of many a ship in the harbor of zanzibar and they were soon heard welcoming the beautiful flag with cries of bindera kasungu a white man's flag bindera marikani the american flag then we were surrounded by them by wajiji wanyamwezi wangwana warundi waguha wamenyema and arabs and were almost deafened with shouts of yambo yambo bana yambo bana yambo bana to all and each of my men the welcome was given we were now about three hundred yards from the village of ujiji and the crowds are dense about me suddenly i hear a voice on my right say good morning sir startled at hearing this greeting in the midst of such a crowd of black people i turn sharply around in search of the man and see him at my side with the blackest of faces but animated and joyous a man dressed in a long white shirt with a turban of american sheeting around his woolly head and i ask who the mischief are you i am susie the servant of dr livingstone said he smiling and showing a gleaming row of teeth what is dr livingstone here yes sir in this village yes sir are you sure 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 sir why i leave him just now good morning sir said another voice hello said i is this another one 
yes sir well what is your name my name is chuma sir and is the doctor well not very well sir where has he been so long in manuema now you susie run and tell the doctor i am coming yes sir and off he darted like a madman soon susie came running back and asked me my name he told the doctor i was coming but the doctor was too surprised to believe him and when the doctor asked him my name susie was rather staggered but during susie's absence the news had been conveyed to the doctors that it was surely a white man that was coming whose guns were firing and whose flag could be seen and the great arab magnates of ujiji mohammed bin sali said bin majid abid bin suleiman mohammed bin garib and others had gathered together before the doctor's house and the doctor had gone out from his veranda to discuss the matter and await my arrival in the meantime the head of the expedition had halted and the kirangosi was out of the ranks holding his flag aloft and selim the interpreter said to me i can see the doctor sir oh what an old man he has got a white beard and i what would i not have given for a bit of friendly wilderness where unseen i might vent my joy in some mad freak such as idiotically biting my hand turning a somersault or slashing at trees in order to allay those excited feelings that were well-nigh uncontrollable my heart beats fast but i must not let my face betray my emotions lest it should detract from the dignity of a white man appearing under such extraordinary circumstances so i did that which i thought was the most dignified i pushed back the crowds and passing from the rear walked down a living avenue of people until i came in front of the semicircle of arabs in the front of which stood the white man with the gray beard as i advanced slowly toward him i noticed that he was pale looked wearied wore a bluish cap with a faded gold band round it had on a red-sleeved waistcoat and a pair of gray tweed trousers i would have run to him only i was a coward in the presence of such a mob would have embraced him only he being an englishman i did not know how he would receive me so i did what cowardice and false pride suggested was the best thing walked deliberately to him took off my hat and said dr livingstone i presume yes said he with a kind smile lifting his hat slightly i replaced my hat on my head and he puts on his cap and we both grasp hands and then i say aloud i thank god doctor i have been permitted to see you he answered i feel thankful that i am here to welcome you i turn to the arabs take off my hat to them in response to the saluting chorus of yambos i receive and the doctor introduces them to me by name then oblivious of the crowds oblivious of the men who shared with me my dangers we livingstone and i turn our faces toward his tembe or hut he points to the veranda or rather mud platform under the broad overhanging eaves he points to his own particular seat which i see his age and experience in africa has suggested namely a straw mat with a goatskin over it and another skin nailed against the wall to protect his back from contact with the cold mud i protest against taking the seat which so much more befits him than me but the doctor will not yield i must take it we are seated the doctor and i with our backs to the wall the arabs take seats on our left more than a thousand natives are in our front filling the whole square densely indulging their curiosity and discussing the fact of two white men meeting at ujiji 
one just come in from manuema in the west the other from unyanembe in the east End of chapter 36